Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. Hey y'all, I'm going to try to record this before they start up the saw cutting the cement blocks in our front yard. Okay, so I posted on my newsletter a quote from a book I'm reading by Martha Beck. The book is called The Way of Integrity. In this book, integrity doesn't mean like right or wrong, like we grew up with the word integrity um, in church. It doesn't mean that. It means um, integer, which means whole. So being your whole self or your authentic self. So here's the quote that I put on there. You're trying to act in ways that don't feel right to you at the deepest level. Emotionally, we feel grumpy, sad, or numb. Physically, our immune systems and muscles weaken. We might get sick, and even if we don't, our energy flattens. Mentally, we lose focus and clarity. That's how it feels to be out of integrity. And that's by Martha Beck. So if you've ever been out of integrity, you know it because something is off. After sending out my newsletter with this quote, I got this response from a friend. She texted me. You have inadvertently diagnosed me, Hope. I'm out of integrity. This describes me to a T. I want it back. I'm out of focus and too tired to retrieve it. I can fake it beautifully that all is well. The good news is that mostly all is well. I'm ashamed to complain. I have an abundant life. When I was younger, I was, and then she told me what her occupation was, and felt like doing exactly what God intended for me to be doing. Perhaps this is just aging. And I want to say that it's not aging. It's not hormones. It's not a midlife crisis. I hear this over and over from my patients and friends. They'll say, I just don't know what's wrong with me. I just feel off. I just have brain fog. I can't sleep. Maybe they're over-medicating with food or alcohol, or they say that they're falling apart physically. And I hear it with my podcast guests, too, all the women that I interview. The only difference between them and you is that they listened. When their integrity was so out of whack that their lives started suffering, they listened. And they don't all have it figured out, but they listened. Rachel Lee, um, the friend that I interviewed Saturday, said when she finally showed her true self to the outside world, she felt like she'd unzipped the suit that she'd had on for years. She felt like she was letting her 16-year-old self out, the part of her who was creative and irreverent. Rachel said if you've lost yourself or you don't recognize yourself, it's time to let that part of you come out of hiding and reclaim yourself. Martha Beck in her book tells story after story 
of people who were chasing after the wrong things or for the wrong reasons. They were pursuing all the things that they thought they should be pursuing, like money, career accolades, an airstream, bigger boobs, a new spouse, or even things like adopting a baby. Any of these things, money, job, family, love, can be in alignment with your authentic self, but they can also be out of alignment if your intentions are misplaced. So here's a simple exercise Martha gives in her book. She says to think of something you want, a purchase you haven't let yourself buy because of the cost. So imagine how it would be advertised, you know, picture it gleaming, whatever it is, down to the last detail. How would it feel to hold it or ride in it or use it? And then she has you write down the emotional sensations you feel when you have this thing and the physical sensations. So I imagined a new Mac laptop. And Apple has done a phenomenal job with their marketing. They call it neuromarketing. And they've done functional MRIs on people um, with these different products. And they have a crazy reaction. It's the same reaction um, that people have when they're in love and they look at their beloved when they're like opening an Apple product. Um, But I get it because I did the exercise. I imagined the computer, gleaming surface, the emotional giddiness. I felt elated. I felt buoyant. Buoyant. (laughs) I can't say that word. And then Martha says to imagine yourself lying in bed in the dark and ask yourself, what do you yearn for? And she says, that's completely different than what you want. So what do you yearn for? What are the thing or things um, that bubble up from the depths of your being? And then imagine any emotional sensations um, associated with having this thing. Then imagine any physical sensations you'd have. And I was doing this by writing out the answers. So I wrote down that I yearned for joy and peace and freedom And look at the difference in the way you felt. So when I imagined my Mac, I felt a giddy, greedy, full feeling. Like, kind of like when there's a piece of cookie cake in the break room and I look around and realize nobody's around and it's all mine. Maybe that's just me. But anyway, um, I imagined, when I imagined joy, it felt different. I felt like a, a warm light feeling. I don't know how to describe it, but it was it was a different feeling than the Mac. And Martha says, regardless of which country you live in and regardless of your socioeconomic status, the thing people yearn for all over the world, they're all the same. Peace, joy, love, and freedom. <laughs> so I loved Rachel's description when I interviewed her. She said she felt like she was unzipping her outside Rachel suit and letting her authentic self come out. When you do this, you'll also be able to find your tribe. So I remember walking into the neighborhood yoga studio. There was a meeting on yoga teacher certification. And there were about, I don't know, six or eight other people there. And after spending about an hour with them, I thought, these are my people. My friends, Amy Jones and Allison Heacock, are both PAs. They finished a lifestyle medicine certification, and they were telling me about being at the conference for lifestyle medicine. And they both said, like, this was their tribe. They felt like they had found their people. 
So here's some steps I want y'all to do. So first, stand and look in the mirror. Yes, this is awkward. Ignore your eyebrows that you haven't plucked in two weeks. Look into your eyes and ask, who are you? Like really look and say, who am I? Are you zipped up inside or are you the person everyone gets to meet and interact with? Where is the true you? Number two, it's hard to f- for our fake self to come out on paper when we're writing. There's something about the act of writing that like lets loose your true feelings. If you want to do this, you can Google morning pages um, and you'll get directions. That's by Julia Cameron um, in one of her books, um, The Artist Way. She describes morning pages. So you'll be shocked at how your authentic self communicates on paper without you even knowing it until you go back and read it. Number three, look at the people around you. Are these your people? Do your relationships feel authentic? Do they really know you? When have you felt the most seen and heard? I remember my first job out of PA school was with an old school um, internal medicine practice. It was a great office, still is, but the doctors wore long white coats. They wore ties. If they took off their white coat to eat lunch. They had on a a suit jacket. And I wore, I remember wearing high heels, y'all. High heels. A white coat, button-up shirt, slacks. And, you know, I just wanted to fit in. And now the office that I'm with, like we have a provider with purple hair. Yay. And I'm allowed to wear my Danskos that I painted with red glitter paint like Dorothy. Number four, would your nine-year-old self even recognize you? If you sat down with your childhood self, would she think you were a sellout? Would she try and get you to remember what kind of person you are deep down? Number five, look at what you're wearing and how you're wearing your hair. Does this feel authentic? I was shoe shopping with my daughter and... I was inexplicably drawn towards, get ready for it, a pair of black Doc Martin combat style boots. I know, I know, but I had a pair like that when I was a teenager. And I think my friends now would be shocked if I walked into a PTA meeting with a like ripped denim skirt and some combat boots. But I felt myself pull towards these and I tried them on and my daughter shrieked in embarrassment and was like, take those off. So I took them off. But just think about that for you. What would you be wearing? It's not that I would be wearing a ripped denim skirt. It's just sometimes I feel like my authentic self is hiding. Rachel describes putting her three earrings back in her ear and going to work. And she says she felt like her true self was slowly coming out of the closet. So lastly, number six, if you were to come out of the closet and show your true colors, what would this look like? I'll end with this story about a patient. So this frail little old lady, she looked like she had osteoporosis. Her back is all hunched over. And I was talking to her about her life. And she told me she used to ride her motorcycle across the country. And I was like, really? And I think I sounded so shocked. She pulled out a photo that had been in her wallet for years, and it was faded and creased. It looked like it was from the 70s. And she is this skinny, blonde self on a Harley. And I couldn't believe it. Um, 
But after she'd revealed her authentic self, I no longer saw her as a frail little old lady. I treated her like the badass she was, and she became one of my favorite patients of all time because I feel like we got each other. I understood her. That's all I have for y'all today. Send me a DM or an email at hope.cook at gmail.com and let me know how your authentic self is hiding. And if you want to sign up for my newsletter, send me an email. My MailChimp function is not working right now, so you'll have to email me until I can get it situated. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you like this podcast and think someone else could benefit, please share it. I'd also love for you to write a review on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Apple. And lastly, if you would like more of the same, come over to my website, hopethepa.com. Thank y'all for listening.